Have you ever lost something before? Anything at all? Have you ever had to use one of these? Have you ever had to go back to a store or just school or anywhere and be like, ah, I got to bury my head in that and then find the thing that I lost? Um, There's a lot of things that people lose, and here's one of them. Perhaps, CP kids, you don't hide these, do you? Is that why they go missing? But um, they come in all shapes and sizes, but it doesn't matter how big they are, you're going to lose one of them eventually. There's actually so many things that we lose on a regular basis. Uh, Have you ever been going somewhere and you're like, where are my keys? Um, They're not in your pocket. But the, the trick is, has anyone ever... Do you guys have, uh, for the adults in here that are like driving age and up, uh, do you have the key that you don't actually put the key in to start, you just press, press a button? Have you ever traded with your spouse and they start driving away and then all of a sudden the car is just like, <laughs> like, you know, have you ever, have you ever been there? Maybe, maybe it's keys. There's a few other things like, uh, oh, th- this, is a, this is a good one. I actually went back to using like a wallet when I needed like ID and actual cash every now and then. And... Uh, it's never where you think it is, and so sometimes the wallet is the thing that goes missing. Or uh, this, this is kind of a fun one. Um, the, the phone, like when they used to be attached to the wall, like it was really hard to lose. But then I remember when my grandparents, they had uh, a cordless for the first time. And uh, that was so fancy, uh, other than like the batteries and like it sounded horrible. But like they, they would lose it. But the best part is like, have you ever been on your mobile phone? And you're like, have you seen my phone? And it's like, no, it's literally, it's literally in your hand. And so sometimes that could be the thing that you lose. Or uh, this is another fun one. I, I wear contacts now, but I, I love sunglasses. But ha- have you ever done one of these? Like, have you, have you seen them anywhere or whatever? Like, you just don't know where they went. Actually, it's, it's one of my goals. Have you seen, maybe you have these. I'm not, I'm not kidding. I'm not like joking with you or trying to make you feel bad. Does anyone in here have the glasses where like you can pull them apart at, at the nose and like just keep them on your neck. If you have the, I want to be you someday. Like I want, I just, I just think it's cool. I, I actually do. I, w- I want those someday. But there's so many things that we uh, lose. Per- perhaps this has happened to you before. Um, perhaps you've been going somewhere and you forgot like the right shoes for the right job. Do you know what I mean? And so sometimes it could be as simple as like, where are my shoes? I'm sure that I I just had them, like where, where do, sh- they don't literally walk off, but perhaps uh, you've lost some, I, I've done this before, I've lost my hat, I don't know if you've noticed, but I need one sometimes when it's sunny, when it's rainy, when it's, I just, I, I need a hat like quite often, and so sometimes it's, it's just not where you thought it was. A few honorable mentions, if you've worked in an office before, this thing can walk away, um, yeah, it, it can, and like I have a few stables left, so don't, don't take this. I need to put this back in the office later, but uh, I'm often asking my wife, do you have any gum? Like, do you, you know, you, it, the second that you need it, it's not handy, it's not in your pocket, it's not in the car. Where, where's my gum? 
Uh, another honorable mention, maybe for, for Pastor Nikki, who might be watching right now. Uh, coffee, have you ever set your coffee cup down somewhere? At least in the office, uh, when we're all working, we're, we're, gonna, we're working in the lobby, or we're downstairs in the kids' lobby, or we're upstairs. Has anyone seen my coffee? And so honorable mention to Pastor Nikki. Uh, my dog would, would like that someone else has lost their tennis ball, because he will find it. And so it's really great for him. We were walking by a, a tennis court in our neighborhood just last week, and there were actually not one but two tennis balls. And the great thing is, like, he loves to chase squirrels and things like that, and our arms getting jerked in one way or the other. Uh, but when he has this in his mouth, he's just, like, straight ahead, like, life's good. Like, you know, I don't know if a stick would do it too, but a tennis ball, honorable mention. Um, you ever lose your water bottle? We, I think if, if Crosspoint had a lost and found, um, if it was sanitary, like you, you could just come and instead of spending 20, 30 bucks on one of these, just, just come. Like there's, there's enough of them for everyone. But, but the lost and found, I, I think there's glitter in here too, maybe because it was used for something kind of fun before. But uh, lost and found, sometimes we need to use this. And we all love when it's found, right? It, it's, it's always better when we find the thing, especially if it's a, a remote, because the second that you need to, do, does anyone remember having to get up and going? and like pressing, like, like twist, twisting a dial? What? How old are we? Anyway, I remember that. Uh, and so anyway, there, there's like just, just so many things that, that we lose on a regular basis. And today's really about loss and found. And, and CP kids that are in the room right now, perhaps you found in your bag this little, this little booklet. It's very short, but um, the story we're going to talk about today is the parable of the lost sheep. We're going to talk about in that that in a minute. But I thought it would be kind of fun and interactive. Um, for those of you who don't know, I was a youth pastor before. And so it's really fun to have interactive kind of uh, lessons, not just with props, although that's, that's kind of handy. It can be really helpful, but also to actually like get up and move. And so uh, I'm tempted to include more people on this, but let's just say there's prizes. And let's just say that something is missing. It's in this room, but it's not on the stage, and it's not under someone's seat, so just, just for personal boundaries and space, which is hard. But here's a picture of what is missing. Yeah, that cute little guy is missing, literally, in this room right now. And so in, in just a moment, I'm going to explain how this works, and then Candace is going to put up a little counter. Now, it, it's going to be counting sheep. And I get that in sermons, you guys usually count sheep. Like, it could be one of those things where maybe you want to listen to the podcast if you're having trouble sleeping, but that, it's not, that's not the time for this. It's not time for joking around like that. But, but CP Kids, I just want you to stand up where you are if you could, and parents, you can, you can help. Guardians, you can help if you'd like to, but CP Kids, would you stand up? Any, any kids in the room that, that, are, that are, you know, up to elementary age? Yeah, I can see you. I, I, spot, I spot you guys. Okay, so here's what you're going to do. That little guy is missing in this room, not on the stage, not up here, not up here at all, but somewhere in the room and not under a seat. You're going to have 60 seconds. You need to find that, please, and bring it to me, and I'm going to give you a prize. Let's start the countdown.
and I think Carson did it. I think Carson did it. Carson, thank you. Wait, wait, Carson. What's your favorite color? Blue. What about, is green close enough? <laughs> that is a prize for you and only you. Give him a hand. That, that's hard. But 30 seconds. We didn't need the whole minute. Uh, but this, this guy was lost and, and now he is found. So we're, okay, we're going to close in prayer. And uh, it was really nice to be here today. Uh, no, we have a couple more minutes. But uh, this, this guy's just going to hang out there. Is that okay? He's going to hang out there. Um, so we're going to read today this parable in a moment of, of the lost sheep. And um, a parable, it's a story. And some people call it a story. It's, it's like an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. It can have more than one meaning. Um, this one could be really simple, uh, but it can also be really profound. And the whole chapter, we're not going to look at the whole chapter today, but we've looked at it from time to time. There was a series that we're doing in the end of uh, June called The Father's Heart, and it was all about the third story that's in this chapter about there was this man with two sons. Well, this is about the parable of the lost sheep, and so it's this earthly story with heavenly meaning. And when I'm reading the Bible, as in like, this is my Bible here, and it's getting a little bit worn, I think we need to fix the outside, but, but inside, there are red letters sometimes, and what that represents is the words of Jesus, and what I like about that is this, this story is all red letters. It's a story that Jesus himself taught, and so as we're looking at that, keep that in mind. It's going to be on the screen, and it's also in the CB Kids handout. Now, I have the cheat sheet up here. I uh, actually, Nikki filled, filled it in for me, but on the second page, I'm not going to show you all the answers right now. You have to work for it. But this is, uh, this is an all skate, so any age, young and old, you, you can shout it out. Uh, for, for those of you uh, who are CP kids and you have like a, a pencil or something in there, you can fill it in or, or get someone to help you who's next to you to fill it in. And so as you see the scripture, you're going to see some blanks. And so we're going to pause and, and I'm going to help you. And so, so adults, do you think you can say this out loud with me too? You, were, you weren't prepared for all this interaction. I could give you a prize if, if it helps. Uh, and so we're going to read this together, but it's important to know what the blanks are. If a man has a... Oh, guys, I should have given you like a, a key. If a man has a hundred, hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the... Wilderness works, so we'll give, you, we'll give you partial credit, and go search for the one that is lost until he finds it. Oh, look at that, look at that, now it's, now it's filled in, that's great. Uh, on to the next verse, and when he has found it, he will joyfully carry it home. I know this is a tricky one, you guys weren't prepared. Tri he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. When he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors saying, rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. You guys are doing well now. Good job. And the final verse, I think, is, in the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to 
God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. You guys, I just, I need to give you a hand. That was a tough one. I didn't give you the legend. I was tempted to, but you, you, you worked with it. And so maybe, maybe now, kids, you're, you're still filling it in, but, but you have a, a filled in, uh, complete kind of picture. This is the first story of, of three in this chapter, and, and, it, and it's so good. And so uh, basically, it's this, this man. Um, we think of him as a shepherd now that we have the, the context because this guy went missing. How many total were there? Well, there were a hundred. And so I just want you to know that you don't have to be able to count to 100. You just have to be able to count to one because it was one that was missing. They're all important, but the one was especially important because it, it had escaped. It had strayed away. And so the man goes and, and searches. And, and so I've noticed this, and many have noticed as you study these stories, there's the three stories in, in this. It starts with, uh, there's a man who had 100 sheep, and then there's a woman who had 10 coins, and then there's a man who had two sons. It kind of escalates in, in value and in, in, uh, in the, the seriousness. All of it is serious, but it goes from 1% to 10% to then 50%. It increases. It starts with, there's a loss of some sort, and, and that matters to the individual. And then there's a search. Uh, and, and sometimes the search happens kind of internally and, and in this. And then there's recovery. And then finally, there's joy. There's a celebration that involves others. And there's like this party that happens in heaven. And the end of, of not just this story, but the end of this chapter is there's, there's going to be this feast. There's this celebration. And so it, it's so good. And so kids, there's, there's also... Uh, on the inside front page, there, there's these three questions, and so uh, you can kind of play along with this. So, so CP kids, you can say this out loud, you could write it out, but how many sheep did the man have? A hundred. A hundred, yeah, exactly. And then you can, you can check number two, once you fill in a hundred, you can write the number, you can uh, write out the word, whatever you'd like. How many sheep went missing? Just one. Yeah, thank you. Who yelled that out? Awesome. Thank you so much. And then uh, number three, what did, this is a little more uh, complicated because there, there's, there's a few ways that you could answer this, but what did the man do when he found the missing sheep? Oh, that's your memory verse for this week. Thank you. Nice. Again, you, you're, you're permitted to leave if you want to, um, or you can come up and finish the, the rest. It's, it's actually really good. Uh, it's so good. As we were chatting about this, I, I, I met with, um, with Blair and, and Pastor Nikki, and we were chatting about the family service a week ago, and we were just looking at the context and how this can actually work for all ages, and, and I love that. Similar to a few months ago, we did the story of Jonah. And it's actually a really tricky story because there's so much in there and it's so fun and it's complex, but it's simple enough that we could understand it as a child, but it's profound enough that even as an adult, it's like, but what does it mean, you know? And I think that's so fun. I think we understand though in this story, we can figure out what it means, but applying it is, is the trick. Rather than just saying, I now know the story, it's like, what am I gonna do about the story? So I, I really think there's this question that comes out in the first verse that we read. It's saying, if a, if a man has 100 sheep and one of them gets lost, here's the question, what will he do? So I, I kind of capitalized he to really make that stand out. So think about that for a moment. What will he do? 
I think that many of us consider it's not just a man and it's not just a shepherd, but we're picturing Jesus. Are you picturing Jesus here being the good shepherd? That's, that's how I like to, to picture this. But Blair had this great question, and I think this turns it to the application for us, and it is true, but what will we do? What will we do if one went missing? What if Jesus, the good shepherd, wants to involve us in rescuing and finding the one who is lost? Will we go and search like Carson? And whether it's for mini M&Ms or, or not, I mean, I think, I think that's valuable too. But will we not be a part of that? And will we not want to celebrate when that one, even one, comes back? And so the question isn't just what will he, he do? We know that it's, it's his mission. And I, and I love this. It, it, later on in, in, uh, in Luke, in, in chapter 19, Jesus says, Jesus came to seek and save the lost. That's his mission, but as the church, and he's the head of the church, uh, we are his body. He actually has, has asked us to be a part of this mission. So when I say, what will we do? Well, we'll be the church. We'll be part of that rescue mission. I also find this interesting. Many commentators notice how in the first of the three stories, it's, it's kind of like Jesus is, is, is the one behind the rescue. And in the second one, the one of the coins, it's almost like the Holy Spirit is illuminating what's going on there. And then in the third, yeah, it's a man, it's a father, but it's representing our heavenly father. And so father, son, Holy Spirit are kind of involved in this whole chapter. Well, the church can be involved because we're filled with the Holy Spirit. We're serving the Lord and our heavenly father wants the lost to come home. And so he can use us in that. And so what do the three stories have in common? One. Like I said, you don't have to be able to count all the way to 100. I remember when I was really little and I'd try to like write it out and I'd be like, okay, what comes after 19? Okay, 20. You know, and I, I, I can remember trying to get that far and it was such an accomplishment when I finally got there. You don't have to do that today. You only have to count to one. It's the one that's important in all three. One was lost one needs to be found. So on one side, there's lost. And actually, yeah, that was, that was kind of funny. I didn't think about that until just now. The sheep was over there, lost, and now he's over here, found. He, he's back where he should be. And don't worry, the next service, don't give it away to the next service. We don't want anyone to know where that sheep was hiding. We'll give them a chance to also get some mini M&Ms. But, but here's the big thing with, with all of this. And I, I remember a, a preacher when I was in youth group coming and sharing of, of the words of, of Jesus and, and of, of the gospel. And uh, I, I believe, but there was something that stood out to me, and this might be surprising given that you can, you can see my, my, uh, my appearance now, but he said this thing that God knows the hairs, every number of hairs on your head. It might not seem like a miracle or impressive to me now, but back when I had goldy locks, uh, they were curly and long. And anyway, back when I had hair, I thought that was really impressive. Now, the, the beard maybe, like maybe it's a, it's a good amount. But what it really means, it's not about knowing the number. It's about knowing you. Knowing you down to the hairs on your head. And I just thought, how powerful is that? And in this story, the real important thing is, although there's numbers involved, there, there's a hundred but really there's 99 and then there's one. And then the next story, which we're not gonna look into today, there's 10 coins, but one is missing. And so there's nine that are still, you know, where they're supposed to be. One's buried under something or whatever. And then, and then in the end, there's, there's two sons. Well, the, the numbers do matter, 
But here's the thing, every number has a name. And so as we apply it to, to our own lives of someone that we know or someone that we don't know yet that might be lost, they have a name and they matter to God. And so the what will he do? Well, he'll use his church to go after the one that is lost. And so he'll use us. And so if we're um, willing to, to pray that, if we're willing to, to, to know that. In, in the case of the sheep, it, it's just interesting that if the sheep is gone for too long, well, uh, it'll be hungry. You know, it, it won't be with uh, the, the shepherd. There, there's so many things that'll be lonely, perhaps. Maybe, maybe for a while, it's like, you know, I, I mean, I can, I can eat for a while, but all of a sudden, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't maybe know enough to, to come back. And in, in other stories, maybe uh, there's, there's a son who he does know enough to like, I really should go back. Uh, but in this case, either way, what will we do? They, they need uh, the, the shepherd. Uh, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. And I know my own sheep and they know me. And so we need to pray for those that they would be able to hear his voice, but that he would use us as an extension. And I think next week is going to be a great opportunity for the celebration. Uh, we, we got word from, from Pastor Nikki that there's a CP kid who just last week started following Jesus. And I think that is cause for celebration. No matter what the age when one person was lost but is now found, that's exciting. There's actually a celebration. This is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. Well, there's a celebration in heaven. Why couldn't there be a celebration on earth? And so next week we have this opportunity. We're going to move all this stuff back here because we have, it's not a hot tub. It's not a pool. It's a baptismal, but we're going to try our best to make it as warm as possible because I've put my feet in before where I'm pretty sure there were ice chunks. I don't know if that was a prank or something, but we're going to get that ready. But baptism is a great opportunity for us to celebrate, even if you've decided to follow Jesus more than just last week or, or, or earlier than today at any point. Uh, even if you feel like, well, I might be too old to do this. No, it's not too late. If you've decided to follow Jesus and you haven't been baptized yet, we want to celebrate that the lost is now found. And so we're, we're going to talk about that more next week because next week the opportunity is going to be there. I'm going to be ready. I'm going to have a swimsuit on ready to go. And uh, we're going to have, you know, a t-shirt for you and, and we're going to have a towel and things like that. But if you've decided to follow Jesus and you haven't been baptized yet, next weekend is a great opportunity for us to then celebrate together. What a great spot to do it among people who can celebrate that the lost has come home, the lost is now found. So I'm going to invite the team up uh, to, to close us in, in, a, in a really powerful song. And, uh, and, and kids, just so you know, if, if you filled out everything, and there's stuff on the back too, just show me after the service, when we close the service, and I have some different prizes for you. But I wanted to remind you that we're, we're not reading the Bible just to finish. We're reading it to change and to be changed by the Word of God, to, to meet with God here today and see what He has for all of us of all ages. And so we read it not just because it's a good story, but Jesus has something for us in that. And isn't that cool that we can read this story, this really short story, learn from it and learn how to act on it. So it's not just what will he do. We, will know, we, we know that Jesus, he would come to seek and save the lost, but he would also extend that to his church, people who have been found to go after even when there's one, that we should go after that one who is lost and bring them back and then celebrate that the lost is found. Father, we thank you so much for, for this and, and we just think of that old song where I once was lost, but now 
I'm found. And it's because of you, Jesus. And, and, and because of you, but also because of your church, there's, there's so many people in, in our minds right now who have led us back to you. And so we just think of how can you use us? How can you use me, Father? How can you use me to help to find the one who is lost and bring them back to you so that they can be found, so that we can have joy and celebrate. And we know that heaven rejoices when even one comes back to you. So we thank you for this. We're actually gonna sing about it and, and sing to you. And, uh, and we're just so thankful for the way uh, that you've come to seek us. And so would we be a part of that mission too? We pray all of this in Jesus' name, amen.